Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Welcome to the Working Class Bowhunter Podcast. I appreciate you being here. This episode is a fun one. Um, just a pre-warning on everything, it was not recorded in studio. Uh, we actually recorded this in Wisconsin Dells at the Open Season Sportsman's Expo. That moved from Madison to Wisconsin Dells this year. I hope it stays in the Dells. The venue was awesome. Um, the hotel was great. Everything was just amazing. All you guys that came out to say hi and picked up some of our Wisconsin shirts and got in the HHA giveaway, we really appreciate it. Um, even if you didn't pick up anything, we appreciate you coming out and saying hello and, and having a beer and just out there to have a good time. Um, so I can't wait for next year for that show. We're going to try and hit more shows this uh, this next year. And we'll announce, you know, what shows we're going to do, obviously, when we figure all that out. Um, but uh, real quick, they moved. So they moved the Ohio show. Uh, it's in Columbus, Ohio still. It's July 30th through August 1st, uh, 2021. Um, just if you're wanting to go to that one, open season, open season com uh, has all the info. But had to do that. That's an awesome show. Good people that run that show. So support them. And, man, they, they knocked it out of the park trying to just every, make everything feel normal again. So big shout-out to them guys um, and girls behind the scenes. It was an incredible show. Um, met a lot, of, a lot of new people and just had a lot of fun. So it was a good time. Um, also in the news for us, the spring turkey bracket on CarbonTV.com. If you go to that, at this point, the time of airing, it sh- hopefully we made it through the finals. And, well, basically, we got one voting now that will be up tomorrow, the time this recording. So the time you're hearing this, hopefully we're in the finals, and you can vote for us to win. The first round, we did a Elite Archery swag pack and a WCB swag pack. If you showed that you voted, basically just send us a screenshot that you voted. Um, then you can do post on your story, private message message it to us, comment, a screenshot of it, whatever you got to do. Um, round two... We did spring food plot seed from Big Time and a working class bow hunter swag pack. And round three on this round, 
we are doing a scent crusher gear bag and a working class uh, bow hunter swag pack on this. The round four of the finals that you hear right now, uh, that are live right now, hoping that we made it to the finals. Uh, we are going to do a, I think we're going to do an HHA Tetra site um, giveaway on that. So do that. Take a screenshot of it. Message it to us. Send it to our personal pages. Throw it in the comments. Share up the post. Help us uh, take the win on that. So the video that's up for vote is the turkey decap uh, for my spring bird last year. Anyway, moving on. Um, just me in the studio now because this was recorded at the show. Um, I'm going to just kind of run through the business and get to it. This this is a really informative episode, and I'm really looking forward to more episodes with these guests because just the amount of knowledge together both of them have, it just creates so many avenues that we can all run down. Um, some funny stuff happens in the middle. Doug's pretty embarrassed, so you have to listen to the episode to find out. Or this will be out on video also. That embarrassment for Doug will actually be on video and even funnier there. So listen now if the video is not out or, and then watch it later on the video or just do both. And hopefully you find it as funny as we did. He's, uh, we're not mad at him and he is a little embarrassed, but he'll get over it. It's funny. Uh, the podcast is presented by HHA sports. Um, HHA USA.org also supports our veteran shout out. So we kind of have the two families with HHA there. Um, if you're looking to get into a single pin site, a drop away rest, a new stabilizer setup. Uh, use code WCB15 at HHA. Um, podcast also brought to you by Scent Crusher. Um, big shout out to Scent Crusher for doing uh, a gear bag giveaway for this other turkey bracket round. Um, so we appreciate that. We're picking a winner either way. If we win or lose it, that'd be unfair. <laughs> um, but yeah, Scent Crusher, in our opinion, the leader in ozone uh, scent. I, guess, I was going to say scent crushing technology. That's kind of what they call it. That's kind of what we call it, too. It works. Um, Scentcrusher.com. Also, big time. Uh, right now is the time to be thinking about spring plots or even planting your fall plots. Big time. Really has it all. I'm going to plant clover in the spring, I think. I just bought myself a little garden working class tractor thing. And then in the fall, I'm, it's hard for me to get away from buck brunch. But I might, uh, I might experiment with some other stuff i don't know i'm gonna do a couple small plots we'll see what we can figure out if you're looking to get your own big time seed use code wcb2021 at bigtime.com that's works from seed supplemental feed merch everything they offer uh also the grind turkey decoys and turkey calls um that is going to be a heavily used product along with our thermoseeds at turkey palooza and turkey season coming right around the corner here um Got our decoys in. I'm opening them up, checking them all out, and they look incredible, and they're priced right. So if you're looking to get into your own new turkey decoys or if you haven't got a set yet, definitely check out the grind. And they also have diaphragm calls and everything else you need to to basically complete your turkey hunt. And um, we're going to try and trace them on the Rhodes Ridge e-bikes. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, also, Old Barn Taxidermy. They are doing a special, I was hoping to have the information by now, they're doing a special on full strut turkey on a limb, and we're in the talks about if you kill a bird and you want it full mounted, that we might enter you in for a, a deer head the following fall. Um, so think about that. If you kill a bird, if you always wanted a full turkey mount and you get a bird this year, it could pay back twice with a full mount. But I'll have more information on that a little on down the road here. Um, uh, elite archery. I just got my remedy in. Don't have it set up yet. I went with the real tree escape camo because I think it looks awesome. Um, use code WCB at elitearchery.com. Gator outdoors. Um, 
outfitting the working class, GatorOutdoors.com. Use code WCB25, 25% off. That's pretty awesome. And also Victory Archery, Thermoseat, Loophole Optics, and Slick Trick Broadheads. Um, basically, everything, each one of our partners offers something different for us for our hunts, so it works out really well. Um, I'm still got to set up my new Loophole. It's the RX Full Draw 4 uh, Rangefinder. And this is like an archery hunter or 3D archer's dream, you know, assuming you're doing known yardage. But it pretty much, you enter the information and take some measurements on your bow and all that, and it tells you where, like, your max arrow, like, arc will be. So if you're shooting in, like, tight spots or there's a branch in the way, and it, it'll indicate where your arrow will hit. So you don't mess up on a big buck and wound one or just miss clean altogether. So something cool to check out. And then, uh, you know, of course, victory. The RIP TKOs, um, but I think we're going to check out the the SSs and switch it up a bit, but we'll see. Um, all right, I'm going to quit rambling. No veteran shout-out this week because Doug is not here, but we do, you know, it is always brought to you by HHAUSA.org, um, so check them out. And we had a couple questions this weekend about what, what shoot date we're going to make. We haven't fully settled on it yet we got a lot going on and some big announcements here down the road but uh we'll, we'll make some posts about it anyway i'm gonna quit rambling hope you enjoyed this episode get some laughs and learn a little thanks for being here working class boner podcast we are in the kalahari Resort in Wisconsin, Dallas, Wisconsin, up here for the Open Season Sportsman's Expo. Okay. Uh, they moved it from Madison to the Dells this year, and I guess, I don't know if it, it sounds like they're open-minded to keeping it here, which I'm mm-hmm. I'm not mad at. This is a cool area. It's kind of nice uh, that everything's underneath one roof. Yeah, it is really cool. It's nice. It's luxury. Mm-hmm. Um, we're in a the camaraderie suite here at the Kalahari. We have a wet bar. We have some, what are those beds called? Uh, Murphy, Murphy beds. beds. We have two Murphy beds. That's random. But it's fun, right? Um, and then we get two special guests in, I was going to say in the studio, but it's not really the studio. I'll let you guys introduce yourselves so people know your guys' names, and I can't say your last name. So, uh, Casey Morgan, Drury Outdoors, staying in the Murphy bed tonight. <laughs> you are? He's <laughs> <laughs> staying here. Thank you for doing the podcast, man. I appreciate it. Appreciate being here. Uh, Greg Glessinger, Drury Outdoors as well. Uh, Thanks for being here. Absolutely. Thanks for the invite, guys. This is fun. We yeah. chat about this for, hell, I mean, we talked on the phone a month ago and kind yeah. of bullshit and kind of kept in touch and yeah. got to meet in person at Iowa, and this just worked out the best, doing it here at the resort and everything like that. So I appreciate you you guys coming in and coming in to cut up with us in the hotel room. We're not <laughs> used to sitting on a couch and recording. It's kind of nice. <laughs> it's kind of, it's kind of like luxury. This. Yeah, I could dig this. I'm all Have you done a lot of podcasts? Lately. Ever since we've uh, had the success this past three or four years, yeah. it's, it's increased substantially. You guys have been on fire. I feel like every time I see, I mean, really anybody from Drury right now, but, I mean, you more specifically, you're behind a, for lack of a better term, a fucking giant. It seems <laughs> like every time I get on Instagram, I'm like, golly, man. So, I mean, what's the last, I mean, break down the last five years of bucks for us. Well, Casey, you can jump in where I miss it, but uh, 2017 was a 203. Uh, 2018 was a 239. <laughs> 2020, no, 2018, 17, 18, 2019 was 194. 
And then uh, 2020 was uh, 233. Holy smokes, smokes. man. Yeah. You're living right when you can't remember exactly yeah. what year that is. Yeah, right? <laughs> right. And you filmed all these. Yep. Absolutely. You're in the mix right there on all these giants. Yes, absolutely. It's is he going to let you shoe on one of these days or what? <laughs> hey, what's he that about? Oh, I get my fix plenty. <laughs> yeah. So that's three 200-inch deer in the last five years? Four years. Four years. Yep. No shit. And yep. one in the 190s. 194. Yep. All with a bow. What is, is uh, how many 200-inch deer do you have under your belt? Those three. Those three, no shit. Yep. That's you, impressive. You figured out something the last four years, huh? We've, uh, you know, there's an old saying, and, 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 you know, looking at you guys, you can't do something alone, right? Yeah. And, and it's, it truly is, you know, teamwork is dream work. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's been a passion of mine, you know, for a long time. And there's very few people that I come across that can carry the passion um, yeah, with a backpack like that. And when I came across Casey, it truly was, you know, the ham and egg situation. Yeah. And he carries the passion, you know, just as much, if not more than I do. Mm-hmm. And for us to be at the level that we're doing it, it truly is 365 days. Yeah. We, we may not be in the field, you know, right. 365, but I guarantee you his mindset, mindset, right. and mine are always working. What, how can we do? What can we change? You know, we're always. Yeah, for sure. Constantly working on something. Well, scheming. I mean, to get in deer like that, you can't, you can't not be into it for half of the year and then no. all of a sudden be really into it. You can't well, even skip a day at that caliber yeah, of deer. Yeah, right. Like we had, we have an old saying, uh, Chandler kind of coined this. We're talking about like getting into. Basically, I think the topic was people that are getting into big bucks. So, I mean, for a lot of guys, that's that 150 mark and up. And we had a shirt uh, about it for a while. You can't trip into a 150. It takes a little bit of effort. Well, um, throw another 50, 70, 80 inches <laughs> on top of that. <laughs> on top yeah. of that, and uh, it doesn't happen by accident. There's no, there's no way. You'd be the luckiest dude on the planet if that was by accident. So I know what it takes to kill good deer. That are 150. I don't know what it's like to kill 239. 239, yeah. Golly, man. Yeah. Okay, so I want, let's start with this conversation. I want to talk 200 inch deer. That's a different class. That is like you've done it in whitetails. Top notch. I mean, you kill over 170. I feel like you've done it in whitetails. But then, then you have like Greek goddess of whitetails or <laughs> gods of whitetails like that. It's just hard to believe. Our buddy Ross has three 200s. Um, we know a lot of guys that got, you know, you got a buck in the high 90s. Mm-hmm. And we're familiar with what they're like. But it's rare when you see someone that has a a rollout list of 190-plus deer. How many guys out there have over three 200-inch deer? On the Drury team, it's myself and Mark. Yeah. Um, that And he has three as well. Um, you know, it, it didn't really hit me until Mark came over. Uh, well, the true story is it's all on all on on video, so we can't uh, uh, can't lie about it. But we we met in a in a restaurant, Mexican restaurant in Osceola, mm-hmm. and we taped him. And he he go, he looked at me and goes, "You realize you just tipped over the largest whitetail in DOD history?" No kidding. And, and he goes, "I'm 100 percent, 99 percent certain you just tipped over the largest whitetail ever filmed in professional television outdoor history." No kidding. So we didn't realize we were in that caliber until that happened. Yeah. yeah. And then last year, um, this past fall, 
we shot the 233, <laughs> and he came over the next morning. Actually, he went on the track with us because he was so excited. And then he came over and we did a Facebook Live section. Yeah. And um, he's like, you realize you got the two number one whitetails with a bow in DOD history, and that's 31 <laughs> years. So I didn't put it in perspective yeah. of what we were doing until Mark sat us down and, you know, kind of brought it to reality. Right. And then it took a while for us to really kind of let it soak in and appreciate what we achieved. Yeah, you know? for sure. Right. So that was kind of a – That's amazing, uh, man. A somber moment there for a minute. Well, I mean, think, you know, you have, like, the Boontown DVDs, which I I, I don't know how many there are now. I have several of them. Um, and you watch all those giants being killed. And it's just like you think giant deer when you think, like, Drury and, and the team and all that. So to be at, like, to be the king of bucks on Drury is fucking incredible, man. It, and, and just breaking it down with 200-inch deer, there's, I mean, how many guys have three? Like, in out even outside of jury i mean not many not many how many Ten? guys have one yeah not many True. yeah not many i mean how many do you think Thir- 30 guys i've maybe? never looked it up i, I don't know casey, I, how would you i don't doubt there's like a, a casey's a, much he knows the stats better than i do i'll tell you what there, there there's big deer getting killed a lot and a lot of them that that don't get the press or publicity. There is a lot of that. Sure. Yeah, yeah. And I don't want to discredit that because there's deer. That's, that's fair. There point. are hunters across the United States everywhere killing monsters. Some of them are doing it pretty regularly that you'll never hear about. They don't want it. Perfectly out. fine. With yeah. That, which, well, we know a guy that's kind of that way. Mm-hmm. Which yeah. I have all the respect in the world for. That's great. Pretty cool. But, yeah. But like, there's also the you know when you think about putting it out there and you know from the producing it that side of it. Yeah. Is it's just impressive, you know, what Greg's done and, and that type of deer. I mean, anytime you're getting mentioned in the same sentence as Mark Drury, you're like, oh, boy. You know, and yeah, I, right. growing up watching that stuff, you have, sure. start to have an appreciation. You're like, oh, man, you know. Well, yeah. I think I think one thing we're going to talk about, though, is, you know, this is a we thing. He says, you know, what, For sure. Gre- what Greg's done. I want to do a timeout there because I, I don't think I'd be in this position with, with, with Casey's help and his thoughts because when we – when we go strategize, you know, we go into it with his thoughts, my thoughts. We come out completely different, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, two, two, right. Two right. minds are always better than one. Obviously, mm-hmm. it's working. It's yeah. it's right. Well, it's I was just going to say that. I was like, you you have to feel that those are just as much your bucks because you're there for the process. It's you know, it's you have that much invested. Oh, definitely. You know, definitely. And I mean, it is people. You know, I think that a lot of people don't think that when you film something. You know, you hear people say all the time, "It's no different than killing it," but it truly is. You get to be a part of it. You get to watch it unfold. You get a different perspective, and it's a gratifying experience, no doubt. Well, I would debate that you have just as much, if not more, pressure for the production because you're you're worried about what the buck. He's worried about the shot and putting his arrow where it needs to go. You're worried about. Not screwing up any of the process. Oh yeah, getting the shot. Mm-hmm. Try not to be picked off by a two hundred inch whitetail. Try not to move. Yeah. So I, I think there's more pressure on the cameraman. I've been oh, on both sure. sides of it. I mean, I'd I'd much rather be in the driver's seat with the bow in my hand than have the camera in my hand. <laughs> as far as the pressure goes, yeah. Dude, plus you got a giant buck and you're like shaking, <laughs> oh, dude, and you're like, tough. God damn it, hold steady. You're, you're shaking. Actually, your thumb hits the record to stop the button. Oh, the, 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 oh. the whole double Don't punch. The double that. punch. <laughs> the double yeah. punch. That, yeah, uh, been there, done the that. Why double bring punch. that up? Uh, I don't, we don't mess with cameras much, but that's like the one thing you hear about is like the double tap on the record button. Yeah. yeah. Well, even the, you know, the, the prior farm work and the setup, when we're setting up a farm, 
you know, you sit there and you debate this stuff for hours and, you know, how are we going to mow this trail or put this blind you lose in. sleep even, over it. Even that is what's, you know, the pressure's on from there. You're like, okay, is this in the right spot? You're sitting there, you're waiting. You know you have the deer, right? You're, yeah. He's there. Now it's up to you not to screw it up. Yeah, right. 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 So, yeah, it's. Well, a prime example, the one we just shot this past fall of 233, I mean, where he lived. <laughs> it's insane to me still. It's like. Where he lived was, if you took our farm and you dropped the pin dead center, mm-hmm. right? He lived in the perfect spot. The worst spot for us for access. Horrible. S- smart deer. Yes. Yeah, well, smart that's deer. why he's 233, right? Right. So um, we basically looked at each other and said, this is, if we had a helicopter, we could kill him. If not, you know, how are we going to do this? And so we took, well, 18-hour drive home, coming from out of New Mexico, strategizing from our elk trip coming home strategy how we're going to kill him and we came up with a basically walk in a creek the entire way mm-hmm. and uh crossing a huge bean field that we knew coming out was going to be through an atomic bomb on a third of our farm but we had to go all in on that particular deer because we had the weather it was october 1st opening day and it was the cold fronts of all cold fronts right yeah yeah and i was like if this is the time it's the time but at that at that caliber of deer though you're going to bust out of half your farm you're going to do it well, that was it. that was it. We're like where he lives. We we have to go all in on this and sure. screw, and basically you know give pass to everything else we so want. You, that move you made that move on October first. October first. That's God crazy. Dang. It was crazy. Borderline yeah. stupid for a lot of people. They would say that was stupid. <laughs> yeah. But we killed him on the first evening. And sometimes sometimes you have to go all in to to risk it. And so it's a great buck and everything. But can you only shoot one buck in Wisconsin? In Wisconsin, we can shoot two. Oh, two? With yeah. a bow? But this was in Iowa. This was in Iowa. Oh, it was in Iowa. Yes. Okay, okay. Yes. But back to what you're saying, which is when the wind's perfect and all that, from a farm management standpoint, I, you know, yeah, it's a 233, yes. You've got to do what you got to do to kill that deer. Sure. But from a farm overall big picture standpoint, it still is a, is a drawn-out process you're like, are we really going to do this? Are we going right. to blow half, you know, a third of our farm sure, or yeah, this sure. deer? Because if you wouldn't have killed them, you got different problems, right? And other deer, <laughs> right? Because if you right, bl- let's right. say you go in and you you miss the deer, God forbid, or mm-hmm. blow him out, or he catches you, wins you, blows up. Now you screwed up that deer, and you leave the first day of your season knowing that you screwed that deer up, which was your number one target. And oh, by the way, <laughs> oh, you just started you a stampede your whole farm, on the right. other side. Right? So it's right. not a you know. Okay, let's talk about this a little bit because that's a that was a pre, um, a high risk move, but an educated move. Hundred percent. You didn't go in there on accident and kill no. him. Like you talked about, like you said, and planned it out. Yep. Do you feel a lot of times? Um, I'm trying to think of how to word this. Do you think a lot of people that consume outdoor content kind of get too aggressive or not? Kind of goes both ways, and I, I, don't, I guess I don't know how to word this exactly. Guys, see guys on TV do it, and they're you know you guys calculate it and talked about it. They make stupid moves, so they think they can pull it off when it maybe it wasn't the right move. They go too hard, or the opposite. People are scared to make aggressive moves, to get on a deer, and they miss all their opportunities. Do you feel like that's maybe one thing a lot of people don't know how to like properly apply, like when to put the pressure, when to full throttle on and off, like? I guess what I'm getting at, does that make the difference between a big buck killer and not a big buck killer? Well, I think there's some truth to what you're saying. I, th- I think um, you got to know when to push and when not to push. And, and we rely a lot on fronts. Um, Is that number one, do you think, when it comes to making a... We, we always chase weather over moon. Really? Okay. Always. And, well, I'll, I'll back up it with facts, okay? Mm-hmm. We shot the 233 first sit. 239 first sit. 
194 first sit. No shit. That's impressive, man. So we really study the weather fronts. We really study wind direction. We understand where they're coming, where they're going, their beds. We've done all the homework, Mm -hmm. and then we just wait for the right moment to go in when we can align as many possibilities in our favor before we go in there. Right. And because we know at this, you know, when they're six, seven, eight years old, you don't you don't have too many chances to swing and miss. Well, let me right? ask you this then. I don't like DeerCast makes a lot of this easier for like the average 100%. person, um, which is kick ass. Um, but what in what specifically in weather, like in a front, are you looking for? What's the first thing you're checking on? Well, for the one we just shot this past fall, 233, we had a 22 or 25 degree drop in temp. Yep. Um Opening day? Are you kidding me? Yeah, it's it's, <laughs> it's right there. And oh, by the way, we needed a northwest wind. It's a northwest wind, twenty plus degree drop in temp. Um, he was going to a bean field. It was going to start shifting from green um, beans to starting to fade into brown. Mm-hmm. And once they get to that brown, anytime they obviously get back off, off that and they yeah. back off it, and that's where he was living. So, like, we have a small window where we know where he's at now in another two, three, four, five, six, seven days, he's going to move somewhere. We don't know where that's going to be, but it ain't going to be here. Yeah. And so we're like, as soon as we had that weather front and we had the weather, we're like, we know where he's at we due to intel. We've got to make a move. If there's a time to be aggressive, why not do it now, even though it is October 1st? Right? Yeah, it definitely. And, and when Mark came over the next day, he was like, we had the best – day of all days of deer hunting he said i can never remember in years <laughs> on the op- opening on, day on opening, opening day. day and there's tons of giants that fell around all over that there's a 200 inch got killed in our area opening morning it was all because of that front yeah it's a massive 22 25 degree drop in tech because then after that front it got it warmed back yeah. up a lot after yeah. that it got normal yeah we had the best early october that i could ever remember and we had the worst november yep yeah that i could yeah. ever remember it was weird Yes. I tagged out. I mean, hell, a lot of us tagged out up until yeah, pretty yeah, much yeah. before end of October. But, I mean, not on 200-inch deer on my end, but I tagged out on deer I wanted to kill. But um, I was going to ask you, too, where was I going with the weather? Uh, so a drop in temperature would be number one, the front. And and that's kind of like during the season. We don't – normally, like off-season, we schedule our podcast weekly. We know what day we're going to meet up and record during season, it always dictates what the weather's doing. So if there's a front, we'll be like, well, we have like a two to three day span when we adjust when we're going to record. Sure. So like, well, right. if on Thursday, if a cold front's coming in, we want to be able to get that and then record. We'll record. The I day mean, we love podcasting, before. but we love hunting. We're deer yeah. hunters first, podcasters second. That's so. Right. so all the all the working class bow hunter fans out there if these guys are putting out a bunch of podcasts you might as well just sit down and listen to them because <laughs> when they're not talking then you need to be in the woods yeah yeah exactly if we're, right. if we're delayed a day on our episode launch you better be thinking about hunting exactly so you can just hunt these guys like when they're talking a lot just stay home and listen and when they're not talking then you know you, you better get out there. yeah there you go hey that's not pattern us you know, yeah, just like the deer but i like the breakdown that's something we haven't really you know did a deep a lot of deep we've talked about it, but not a lot of deep dives on weather um, so I was just curious, you know, what you know, hitting those first sits, wind and temperature drop is pretty good. I mean, is there anything else like is rain good? Are you looking at rain or snow or, or like a pressure? Or I'm anything? assuming barometric pressure is big for yeah. you guys. Go ahead, Casey. I've it, taken... it, it is. I mean, like if you can, it's always a chance. So like if you can see rain ending right prior to prime time movement, you know, if the weather front stops when that 
when you feel like the deer should be moving, they're going to move on you. Yeah. Right. We, we do a lot of that. Like the 194. We'll, that's yeah. what happened on the 194. We'll go in when we can see, like, okay, the rain or snow, that, that happened to be snow, oddly enough, yes. at that time. But, like, when the rain is going to hit right at dark or right at the last few hours of sitting, we'll, we'll go out and hunt that for sure because knowing full well you're going to walk out in the rain, but it's probably going to cause movement earlier. Yeah, yeah. Or, you know, like I, my favorite days to hunt are when a pressure or a, a weather front moves through, then you got that one day of just horrible wind usually because yeah. that mm-hmm. wind ushers the front out. And then the following day, like everyone thinks they need to rush in and hunt that day after the rain moves. Well, mm-hmm. they usually have high winds and in a tough time, but then that following day or following few hours – after that wind ushers the front out is it's the calmest ever it's yeah. a great time to be out there interesting yeah i mean just i mean that's a patience thing but it worked out works out well for us that year ago we hunt, we killed two different deer out of the same set um and both times it would rain it would stop and they'd get up and we'd kill the deer and then right when we were dragging the deer out or doing it would start just opening up on us and it was miserable getting the deer out of there and all oh, right. but, <laughs> yeah but worth it yes well worth it but okay know, just in between the fronts or in between a rain is is Ooh, i like that conversation i, I you like know, this th- this is good when you got this radar app anymore which if you don't have it get it right okay. and mm-hmm. you can look where you're hunting and then look at that radar yeah and get in before and if you get those windows like casey's talking yeah, about yeah. it is dangerously good yeah see dangerously I, and most good. of them weather apps anymore those show like a weather like the rain coming in, they'll show the wind coming in when it's getting past you and everything. Yes. They're so yeah. good anymore. I like that 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 kind of break. It's almost like an hourly breakdown of what the weather's going to be. Oh, it be. is. You can look and see, like, when is. This, this is how you need to calculate your, your entry. Well, that's, how, that's how we decide when we're going in. Yeah. No, that's we're trying Because obviously with all this equipment we have, it's not cheap. Yeah. So we can't sit there and get pounded. That's a good point, too. I was so going to ask, too, like, if in your guys' experience, if it's raining all day, and it's just a consistent rain all day. Do you feel like, would you go out? Are you going to waste your time and think like, oh, they got to move? Because you hear so many like wise tales from, oh, they got to move eventually. Do you like the rain? They're going to move. This, this, this. They'll be moving in the rain. I I personally, when I sit and I'm, in, I'm bummed because <laughs> I'm wet and didn't I'm, see anything. I'm, I'll challenge you guys. If you guys are hunting different farms and you're sitting and it starts to rain, mm-hmm. okay? And then I want you all to text each other. The first deer you see come out of its bed and starts walking. I'm going to willing to bet you that you guys go four for four within within 15 minutes of each other. No kidding. That's my bet. Of when it starts to rain? What, no, when they all get up. When they all get up. When the rain stops. Oh, when the rain stops. When the rain stops. Yep. I'm going to bet you, even if you're on different farms, they're going to all be up on their feet within 15 minutes. No kidding. Yeah, they just don't like like us. Like they just don't want to lay there and get wet once they get wet. Yeah, just yeah, send yeah, each other like, a text. Go, I got one. One's up, and I bet you each one of you guys send each other a text within fifteen minutes. Yeah, true. That's, that's, it makes sense. A lot of this, if you think about it, it makes sense. It's not obvious because maybe some people it is, but that's why I like to, to break it down because a lot of listeners might not know any of this, and or I'm going to pick up something that I didn't think about. You know, but I mean, yeah, you think about it. Yeah, no one wants to lay there and get wet. You know, no, but we'll actually tough. go in the rain, right, mm-hmm. knowing that the front's going to stop in 30 or 45 or an hour, right? Yeah, it's calculated. But, but once they once it stops, it's within 15 to 20 minutes, and they're on their feet. Yeah. And I would say, too, like anyone who's following weather apps, you have a two to three day, maybe three days where you can look mm-hmm. out forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, you know, we ever as hunters, we try to make a plan for, let's say it's Monday, we're looking at 
Wednesday, Thursday. Oh, absolutely. Well, but that eventually that plan's probably going to change three times within the day. So, like, we do a lot of, like, at noon we're checking it, going, okay, it's going to stop here. We're going to move here. This is the, this is where we're going to go in. It's very difficult to plan more than three days out. We found, yeah, like we're always talking, like, oh man, it looks like rain. Well, we really won't know that if it's raining on Wednesday until. Tuesday evening. Yeah, yeah. Or those, sometimes even till Wednesday. Especially when you're chasing a two-hour window. Right. You know, exactly. You can, you, can, you can spend and go like, okay, roughly it's going to rain sometime on Wednesday. But when you're chasing that two-hour window where it's going to stop, the deer are going to move, you're going to put one down, and then you're going to, you know. Yeah. It's, right. it's tough to well, plan. It kind of goes back to being like, you know when to throttle on and throttle off and how to look for certain things where you can make a move and during a certain window. And I don't know. There's just a lot. Like, you're not going to be too aggressive and make stupid mistakes and go in on a giant buck and mess it up. Like you're waiting for the right time. You're patient for the right time to go in. You're not waking up on Wednesday morning hoping it was going to be this one. You wake up and the wind's different, but you go anyway because you're just excited. Like, right? You know what I mean? You can't go because it's not well, going to work the, for you. Uh, I mean, prime example of two thirty nine. Um, we shot him. I think it was on the 29th of October, and. We had the first northwest wind with a decent pressure was like the 25th or 26th, which was opening day of U season. And I had my son in camp, and I'm like, we can't go for obvious reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we waited. The, the pressure got better. The weather got better. And we went in. We, we tipped them over on the first set because we were patient all year long. Mm-hmm. We had so many elements we're chasing until they're dead solid perfect. We're not going to go in there. Right. As many factors we can align, right? You can't right. wait for everything to be perfect, but as many as we can. Yeah. And to give you some background on that, what he's saying is it's tougher than you think because we had daylight pictures of that yeah. 239 prior to this in the season. And you think, oh, my God, it's daylight. We have to go in. Well, we want to go in as much as the next guy, but you didn't, you know, and then, you know, you waited for it to be just right, which is very difficult to wait that amount of time you've got. When you've got a big buck like that in daylight. Well, the chances, will, will he move, right? Right. He may move you're to a different the dice a little bit. Exactly. Every day that goes by, you're like, is he going to stick around? Yeah. And I'm like, it, does, it doesn't matter if he does or doesn't because we're, we're not, in, this is not in our favor. So the patience is probably the number one thing that, uh, the listeners should really pay attention to is if you don't have the patience, you're never going to be successful. I love that too. Well, now it's so hot to be um, mobile, which I I love hunting mobile. It's been great for me. But I think a lot of people probably mess up a lot. I guess that's what I was kind of trying to get to earlier. Would mess up and go in when it wasn't in the favor. You're, it was not the highest of odds to kill the deer. If well, if he waited for the right front or the right wind or whatever entry exit situation. You could have went in. Where you go in, you don't kill him. And like we talked earlier, you're like, okay, on your exit, then you bust him, and then right. he's on death count five alert next time you go in there to get him. And then how many times do you get to mess up on a giant? Not like too that? many. If you want to make it simple, just be selfish as a hunter, which means, okay, if you go in and push it and you don't kill him, you're automatically mad. Like, okay, I just pushed the win. I probably screwed that deer up. He's been here. I messed it up. But if you wait till it's perfect and you still and you don't kill him, at least you walk out and you say, okay, I got in and out of there. I didn't see him. Odds are good we're okay. At least you can go home at That's night smart. and be like, hey, man, I did everything I could there. Right. 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 And it didn't work out. That's, That's okay. a great way That's to think about buck. it. Yeah. But if you if you go in and you push it and you mess it up, you're automatically up? go home. And... <laughs> what? <laughs> How you doing, Doug? Good. 
You falling asleep? <laughs> no. Are you okay? I'm good. <laughs> Are you? We're talking about deer hunting. <laughs> Doug, you tired? What the fuck? Do you fall asleep? No. Maybe a little bit. <laughs> we have a long day, Doug. It's a long day. We're talking about two hundred inch whitetails here, and you're falling asleep. Is that a first? <laughs> I think that is the first that someone's <laughs> fell asleep on a podcast. Well, I guess, Casey, we're that boring. Yep. No, right. no. Doug's just that drunk. Dinner dinner was good, and we drank a lot today. What? <laughs> Doug. That's really funny. I'm glad this is video. Yeah. There better be a zoom in on that wave when he falls asleep. <laughs> no. How rude of you, first of I all, know, Doug. Sorry. Now I forgot what we were talking about. Can you, can you crap in a bunch of sheep jumping like he's counting them? Oh my gosh! <laughs> I'm having a great time with this podcast. Oh, it's a great record. conversation, Doug's over here. We're yeah, going back <laughs> anyway, Doug. Before you rudely fell asleep on us, I won't. <laughs> I'm so good. Funny. Wages <laughs> um, Wade, over in the corner laughing his ass off. I want to get back to this. I don't want to lose where we're at because I'm <laughs> I'm really enjoying this conversation. Um, basically, saying do it and be selfish about it. That way, if something happens, you're not kicking your own ass. Pretty right, much, right. You can go home and feel good about it. You're like, all right, I just didn't walk tonight. But you yeah. know what? The, what Casey's going down though, whether he's 200 inch or 150, whatever, right? whatever deer you want, well, whatever deer you want, it applies the same thing because yeah, it, really. it, that deer is important to you. Yep. Right. But the more often you go in there, the more chances you have to kill him, but you have more chances to educate him. Mm-hmm. Right, right. So if you don't go in there with everything as much as possible in your favor, you're actually being your worst enemy. Yeah. Like yeah. There's a fine line between the patience thing and then rolling the dice too long and letting opportunities go. Like, uh, for me personally, if I see a deer that's starting the daylight and he's doing it repeatedly, like, that's when I'm like, okay, now's it's getting to be the time. Like, when all the pressure, the wind direction, the temperature drop, everything lines up. It's like, okay, now it's time to go in and get it done. Right. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. I feel like it takes uh, – is that maybe the, the one quality between consistent – well, well, I won't go to the 200-inch killers because mature bucks is what we're talking about here right. at a baseline. Yeah, sure. Um, is that, we think, what separates – the main thing that separates mature buck – consistent mature buck killers from guys who can't figure it out or can't, have not yet figured it out? It's you know, like, I, I think a lot of it comes down to making the shot and the pressure and thinking – there's a lot of things that go through it. Even though you see these animals, doesn't mean you can execute. That's a, yeah, yeah, it's true. That's you big. know, and it's a heavy moment too. It's a heavy moment. Going. You know, <laughs> we don't want to debose too much, but you know, we get pretty emotional when we put something down like that. Oh because, yeah, because there's a lot of work that goes into it. Like you guys said earlier, it's it consumes everything about you. Right. That's the one time where your emotion can roll out because. Well, and we understand how precious it is, too. I mean, how often yeah. are you going to get that opportunity to kill an animal of that caliber? Mm-hmm. Like, a couple yeah. times in your lifetime, maybe. I mean, I mean for, for us, anyways, you guys are doing it every two or three years. But, no, it, it <laughs> is. It's a, special, it's a special moment. And <laughs> right, right. we realize how precious it is. So, yeah, when, that, when everything culminates in that moment, it's, it's emotional. Here yeah, we got, pretty, yeah we got some pretty – Yeah, we got some pretty, I guess uh, – Candid. Can't, yeah, I'm looking for a clean word. <laughs> Moments that are caught that, uh, you know, I wouldn't want to have seen to everybody because it's it's yeah. tough, you know. When, when you know, he's got to do his job, i got to do my job, and we're trying to do it with a bow and put it all on camera, which is double the scent, double the sound, double the movement. You know, does he have them? Do I have them? 
there's a whole um, we've there's so many deer that we've not killed because he had them, I didn't, vice versa. Yep. Mm-hmm. Right. And to pull this off like this, it's really hard. And when it comes together, yeah, we're hugging, we're high fiving, shit. The blind is shaking, the trees rocking, <laughs> yeah. you know, whatever it may be. And it's 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 pretty emotional, you mm-hmm. know. It's a bond. It's it's tough to to switch up. Oh well, yeah. and, and like I, a lot of people don't know it, but like to be quite honest, like we flip flop the camera and bow a lot when we're hunting. Mm-hmm. So like, if I've got the camera on some uh, setting and I pick it up and give it to him, and he doesn't know where the camera's set up or how it is, he'll pick it up. It happened to us in Oklahoma, you yeah. know. <laughs> Have it set with the ND filters are turned way up because it's bright sunshine, and I hand him the camera, and there's a deer coming in. And he's like, I can't see anything. What is going on here? You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh my god, that's my fault. I didn't, you know. So there's, there's just a lot of stuff. But you're there. right. The camera guy has more, more pressure. <laughs> oh, way more. Yeah. Way more. Yes. A lot he, more he buttons. Shot, <laughs> Casey shot his biggest Missouri buck this past fall. One fifty five, one fifty six. Yeah. And you'll see it this fall, this this coming fall on Matthews Bow Madness. And I was horrible. I'll flat out say it. The mm-hmm. the kill shot was amazing. Got that all laid down. He held the bow back for a minute 12 or a minute 14 at full draw. It's a haul. That's a haul on 72 pounds, by the that's way. That's a haul. That's a half an hour drawn. That's a long time. <laughs> that's a half yeah. an hour. Yeah, that's a long time. And so i am got it all dialed. We're, we're waiting, and then he smokes him. He's off running, and I put the camera against my chest, and I was so jacked up. I was more jacked up than him that the camera's going north to south way too much when he's running away. And I'm like, this is a rookie move. Yeah. But, you know? but I was so excited for him. Right. You know? Yeah. But when you sit there for a minute, 14 seconds at 18, 19, 20 yards, you know. That's tough. It's tough. <laughs> well, we talked about it after. You're like, why am I shaking so bad? I'm like, I know what you did. You put the camera against your chest, and he's, you're breathing. Oh, and yeah. Like, oh, yeah. See, I don't – as a viewer, I don't mind that. Like, no, when I watch I it, I think it's kind of – it adds to the realness of it, it you know. Like, I, I think it's great. Either way, it's good. But with great – and the great audio, too. Like, it's sitting there. You can hear him, you know. Oh, yeah, my myself. heart's going There's, through the chest. You can understand <laughs> the whole – situation i mean that's how i look at it from a viewer i don't that don't bother me at all seeing that i i'd be terrible at it i bet i don't ever want to be put i I mean i don't want to say i don't ever want to be put in that situation i'd like to film somebody kill a 200 inch deer (laughs) but i don't want to do it for jury and be like hey it's all on you or it's going down the shitter a lot of pressure there yeah don't put that on me i'm the podcast guy i'm so glad i (laughs) don't do anything with video yeah yeah I have a lot of respect for it, though. Like, we mean that in a lot a of respect. Right. Great. Our greatest, the reason why we do it, honestly, the number one reason is so that we can sit down at night and review it and look at right. it. Yeah. yeah. Or like five years from now. And it's go a kick ass yeah. home video, if you think about it. It's it the is. best. Yeah. It is. I started this, you know, when Derek was nine and now he's 18. Okay. So, no, his first time. So I started two or three years before that. And I got his first video on uh, uh, his first deer hunt on video. It didn't really put it in perspective until like two years ago i pulled out and watched him and he was 15 or 16 at the time and he was nine mm-hmm. i was like man i have a every single season it's and pretty that, cool it, yeah but that wasn't the reason i got into it yeah you know yeah that's awesome though. and so now we've got memories that will last forever that right. are really quite iconic for us you know it yeah. may not mean much to everybody else but for us it's, right it's priceless right you know well, that's, that's why awesome, I mean, man. all my buddies that kind of ask me about it or whatever, I'm like, I encourage people to do it. It doesn't matter on what level you do it. I mean, it, hell, it could be a tactic cam on the front of your bow. It's a GoPro right? or whatever. Or whatever. Yeah. I mean, it, it could be 
you know, part of my French, it could be the shittiest footage you've ever seen, but you'll, I'll guarantee you five years from now you're going to pull it up and be like, oh, I yeah. just want to cool. watch yeah. this again. Yeah. It's, yeah. A, it's amazing how many moments you think you remember until you pull it up and go, I completely forgot about that. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. And you're like, oh, my gosh. That's what I filmed my bear hunt last just with my GoPro. Mm-hmm. I just put it on there. It's 20 yards. Of course, it looks like it's like 50 Right. GoPro, you know. Right. But, you know, you zoom in and it looks okay. And I remember watching that footage back, and I'm like, I don't remember – like the sequence of events after the shot, how I remember is not how it views in the camera because it's weird. I remember, and I don't know if I have like an adrenaline rush, but when the bear went up and ran over 40 yards, the air went through him. I remember like I was looking through my binos at the exit hole, seeing everything hang out the exit hole in the video. I don't look through my binos right away. Like I remember <laughs> So I don't know if I had like an adrenaline like zoom in <laughs> yeah. of this deer's ex- or this bear's exit wound, yep. but like the timing of I look later on, I'm looking through trying to find where he fell, but in the moment I'm, I must have had some sort of like well just when you're in the moment like that too, everything happens so fast. Well, yeah. it happens, but or he, I made it up in my head. But on to something on that whole general rush, your whole mindset is not normal. No. <laughs> and when you try to recall things, he corrects me all the time, or I'll correct him, depending on who's behind the camera. It's like, no, that's not happening. I'm like, yeah, it did. Okay, let's bolt up. Right, here it is. <laughs> You're right. It didn't. But, I mean, like, in your hey, mind, you were concentrating on the exit. You're like, I, where did I hit it? Where yeah. Hit it? You were just, that's the only thing that you were thinking. Yeah. About. So that's exactly what you're looking at. Mm-hmm. Like, when he shoots a deer and I'm on the camera, I'm like, that thing's blowing blood everywhere. You, you know, see it different. It's, it's a different perspective. It is. He's like, what? Where, did I hit him? How did, how was it? You know, the same question every hunter asked the yeah, cameraman. Right. Did I drill him? And, you know, and for me, I'm, you know, if I'm looking at it through the viewfinder, I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah. Is he down? 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 It's a mess. It's done. And, you know, he's like, tell me I drilled him. I'm like, oh, my God. Well, I do. You know that you say that. If I, I kind of take note of this. When you watch hunting shows and the hunter does ask, and on the footage, like, the camera goes, like, oh, dude, he's dumping blood immediately. Yep. I don't know if it's just you guys got a closer well, you got perspective. Well, you got 15, 12, 15, 20x zoom. Yep. Yeah, right? right, right, yeah. That's a different perspective. It helps. And and the, the bow hunter, you know, you're you're looking through a, you know. Through a little hole. A little peep. Through a, yeah, you know, and he's got the whole perspective on a big screen. Yeah, that's a good point. You know. Well, and we, we've now, it's been a few years, so, like, I almost feel bad when I'm filming her, and I know he feels the same way. When you shoot a deer and you don't know, and maybe it was not 100% double lung or something, and you look at the camera guy and you're like, tell me I smoked him, and that guy goes, <laughs> yeah. that look like, uh, maybe. He's, he's like, you're just like, oh, <laughs> yeah. maybe? Like, maybe instant, a little off. Instant buzz yeah. kill. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh. Hide a low right away, yeah. And I've done it to you. I know I have, oh, and yeah. you've done it to me. Where I, oh, and yeah. you're like, tell me I smoked. I'm like, ah. it <laughs> is nice to have that reassurance. Might leave it overnight. <laughs> have that second guy in the tree with you. It's nice to get that second oh, yeah. perspective. It oh always. yeah, because I mean, when I killed that, bu- I killed a buck, old buck, creepy. That's what we call him because he's just weird looking. <laughs> and uh, when I killed him, I thought I high shouldered him. Like I called my dad, and I'm like. I fucking high-shouldered creepy, and my dad's like, you know, damn it, you know, and I'm, which didn't help how I was feeling, you know, and it's not <laughs> his fault, and I'm like, Idiot. no, because I did the same, I waited for my move, and finally went in, it was like second week of December, and I'm sitting there, I'm like, well, I didn't, I heard him run, and it stopped, well, then, like, in my head, if I had a camera guy, he would be like, dude, you double-lunged him, like, yes. right. it, you know, this tree stand angle, I thought I high-shouldered him. 
but I just I cleaned double along to me, ran sixty yards and crashed down a hill right there. Where I couldn't see him. Well, I get down fine. My arrow is just snapped off at the fletching, you know. And I look over the hill and I can just see white belly. Well, I wouldn't have had that moment of like. Son of a bitch! I high yeah. shouldered the buck I've been hunting for and two years. Cameraman or not, if you got a double set hung and you're hunting with a buddy, it's always a way better time. It's always a much better. It's time. always a way better. And, time. and that's how I got into this because Mark, you know, I was doing the solo thing and we met, and he's like, "I'll send you a camera guy up," and and I was like, "Nah, I'm not interested. Not interested." And um, was he like, "What?" <laughs> yeah, no, it's a true story. And then. So long story short, we we he sent one up, and I ended up saying yes two or three years after he requested to do, to do it. And um, that first night, I'm like, we went back, had a had a nice bite to eat, and all of a sudden, the I thing became a we thing, right? Right? Because now you're trying to put together a plan for the next day. This guy's just as much invested as I am. He wants to see it happen. Right. It's no longer an individual thing. It's a team sport at that point. For sure, that's and, cool. And that's what fell in love for me. For filming, mm-hmm. was that alone? Because there's so many negatives when you do bring a second body, mm-hmm. scent, sound, movement, all that. But there's much more on the backside, which is a mindset, another brain to pick, right. all those things. It's, you know, it's kind of like if you win a lottery tomorrow, right? But you have nobody to share it with. What does it really mean? Yeah, right, right, yeah. No, honestly, yeah, I mean, not much, not much. But when you shoot. Deer like we're tipping over. Let me tell you, man. There's a whole lot of hugs going on, and high fiving, and oh, yeah. drinking late, and you know, it's a different, it's a different element of of excitement. Yeah, it elevates everything. It elevates everything you do. There's now the sh- <laughs> the other side is when shit goes bad. Oh yeah, it's just as yeah. bad, if not worse, because <laughs> I feel bad for him. He feels bad for me. You know, and all those things. So it's yeah. double the weight when it goes bad. And there's nothing yeah. better too when you're in a stand with a buddy, and you know when he wants to tell you something, it's that. Slight little tap, tap. But when there's oh, a deer yeah. coming, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's a, you just know right you away. You know right away there's a deer <laughs> yeah. in sight somewhere. Yeah, no doubt, very true. And I mean, yeah. you get that. Like you can, there's different sides of it. Like we enjoy it, like being out there together and experience. It's all the together, camaraderie, but, man. But like you know, they're still going home and you know telling the stories to your buddies. For anyone that doesn't film, yeah, hey, that's awesome too. You know, oh, hey, guess sure. what happened to me tonight? It's yeah, just, we enjoy this other side of it, and it's it's been great. I mean. Do uh, I'm assuming I don't know if you're married or whatever, but I'm engaged. So what are your about got, to be? What you're oh, getting July? In there. You're coming in July, huh? Yeah, fast coming in hot. Hey, move your headset hey. up just a wee bit. You're good. Don't get married um, July 30th. What are you guys' wives? I mean, obviously, you guys as old ladies will say that. Know what's? They know what you do. They kind of they have to understand it, right? Yeah. Or much. you know what I mean? Like, are you got big taxidermy guys? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How's that go on at home? That, that, that bill's getting a little out of control. Yeah, I expected in the last, yeah, what, the last four, four or five years. years. <laughs> it's getting out of control. Yeah. But, you know, we're both very lucky. They both know what they got into. Right. And um, No surprises here, no, I don't think. No, there's not. But we, we are very lucky in that category. No extremely. Doubt. And without them and the support we have at home, we couldn't do what we do without a shadow of a doubt. Yeah, right? 100%. Um, you need an old lady that's got your back if you're doing stuff like that. 100%. Because the time is pretty, honestly, it's it's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. You know, to do to do at the level we're trying to do it at, it, it's tough. It's not easy. Yeah. You know what I always think about when, like, we talk to guys that are super high-level deer hunters on TV, like in magazines, uh, that just anyone we interview in the industry, I always want to be a fly on the wall when they're – 
significant other is telling their family or their girlfriends about it. Because for someone that you don't know, you know what I'm saying that you ever yeah, think about they, that? Do they actually have their spouses back, or are they like? <laughs> oh, well, 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 okay, okay. Is the bus getting parked okay. on his back or not? That, that's not what I meant, but that's funny because that's another <laughs> that side happened. of it. I meant to the reaction like, oh yeah, my husband's a professional hunter. He kills giant deer on on a hunting show on yeah. on a big network. I just want to see like what that person like hunter who. He's a professional, and he kills deer so he, he for TV. He gets paid to do that. Yeah, like I just want to see those reactions. Do you know what I mean? Like it's just something that I don't know if gets thought about a lot. But then there is also the my husband sucks because he's always gone. <laughs> right? yeah. He's always hunting. Well, well yeah. I'm, I'm fortunate enough. So I met my current fiance when I was already doing the job that I'm I'm doing, and it was a big positive because like she just knew what she was getting into. Of course, right. but yeah. that her, helps. Her family is I don't want to say they're non-hunters because they do go out on the opening day of Wisconsin's gun season and they go out as a family and they shoot sure. like a doe and they're happy in hell. Tradition, tradition thing. Yeah, but when she talks to them, like I was there when she introduced me to the family for the first time, and they're like, hey, what do you do? And she you know, chimed in and said oh, exactly what you said. He's a professional hunter. I hate that. I it's, hate yeah. that title. I'm like, is that really, you know. But I'm like, okay, we'll just they'll figure it out <laughs> we'll if we talk it. about it. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and you get to watch what they look like, and they're like, so, well, how do you make like any money? Like, and her dad <laughs> especially, you know, like, yeah. are you going to support my daughter? <laughs> of course. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, well, we're not going to go hungry, you know. Right. right. So, <laughs> got that covered. <laughs> oh, I have no money, but I have lots of meat. Yeah, we got food. What yeah. else do you need? We live in a car, but you know, we we we're we're not starving. That's all. So, how long did it take? That I mean, I'm sure. You, like a couple times to break it down to where they understood it or did it take a while? I would say the first time her dad turned on like the outdoor channel and saw me killing a deer on there, then he was like, Oh, this is badass. Yeah. Right. But, of course, but right? before that, he's kind of like, this guy's an idiot. Probably. <laughs> he didn't say that. Cause he's a super nice guy. I got some crappy YouTube channel. <laughs> yeah. I saw the look in his eye. Yeah. You weren't like Doug coming in there with a mustache. To... Yeah. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> hey, I'll, your daughter's awesome. I'm on a shitty podcast. <laughs> I fall asleep on it sometimes. I fall asleep yeah. talking to her dad. <laughs> I wish I would have had that mustache when I did show up. <laughs> hey, dad. Call him dad. Call him dad right away. Put her there, champ. <laughs> He's just like, get out of my house. <laughs> oh, man. Knowing him, he would have been like fine with it. He's a super good guy. But, yeah, he he didn't. They weren't they weren't tracking. Yeah, I can imagine not, man. It's yeah. it's weird. Uh I mean, we're not on that level right on the podcast, but people don't get, like, you have a hunt. What do you talk about every t- all the time? Deer hunting every time. Like, well, yeah, I mean, we're passionate our, about it. In our easy. sense, too, like, it's cool to see the progression where we first started this where, hey, we started a bow hunting podcast. Well, what's a podcast? Yeah. Yeah. That's Fast a- forward to now, it's like, dude, I listened to your last episode. It was awesome. Them same people, you know, and then they're like, we've seen your logo Driving through town, we've seen someone had a mm-hmm. sticker on their truck. You know, we've seen someone wearing your shirt. It's like, yeah. it's from, crazy. Where from it's what's a podcast to, I mean, Rogan's kind of, you know, on Spotify and mainstream yep. made podcasts popular, which is great for everybody. It's you know? great that he's a hunter and did it. Yeah, no right. kidding, yeah. no I'm kidding. Down. That helped a lot too. You guys have come sure. a long ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a long not, ways. There's not anyone that we talked to like, yeah. oh, 
Working class bow hunter. Oh yeah, yeah. we listen to that. Well, that's good to hear. I mean, you that's guys are really mainstream. Really, you guys are really not giving yourself the credit. That We've I never been called happen. mainstream. I don't think, but I'll take it. <laughs> you should. I'll take it. I appreciate you that. <laughs> I mean, it's a good feeling. It's a hustle, you know, just we, like anything. Well, you guys but, but if you do anything with passion, right? Right. You will do it the right way, and when you do it the right way, success typically follows. You may fail a yeah. few times. But you're gonna the end result. You're gonna you're gonna come out on top. And that's how you, of the we time. learn from our mistakes, man. A hundred percent. Because you're always better the next day. Yep. It's yeah. it's prime example of deer hunting, right? Yeah, it is. Yeah. You know, the more mistakes you make, you're one day closer to shooting a one fifty or one seventy. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Or two thirty nine. Or two. That's absolutely insane, man. What a killer run. I mean, over four years. I'd love to see the tax ceremony in your house, man. You know what we should do is we should do a, a podcast at our shed. Yeah. All and right. We'll have you up. I'm down for that. And then we you can we can do it there and video it there. You'd, we'll be, the, you'd be the first. Okay. You'd be the first. We'll bring Ooh, old fashions. Road trip. We can do that. Right, whiskey and old fashions. We can do that. That's we'll it. even house you. We'll make it a freaking whole night. and we I'm can down make, for that. We'll do it the first time we come out with our own beer. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Easy. Hey, hey. I can't wait hey, to get hey. out of it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, our own soda. <laughs> That's better. Now so, everybody thinks we have a beer coming out in like two weeks. He's <laughs> <laughs> up. We don't. Get, give us a couple years. We got something rocking. No, we don't. Maybe we do. Keep Either way, guessing. we're down to come up there and record. Keep guessing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's, Maybe it's we a, do. I don't know. Just keep supporting us, and uh, we'll see what we can do for you. Yeah, you definitely should take Bush light, eat shit. You're going down. <laughs> I'm done with this. Yeah. <laughs> Just throw it. You, well, can, you can give them the ultimatum now. Yeah, yeah. Listen. <laughs> Here's what it is. Either with or against us. <laughs> well, I'm I'm down for that, man. That'd be fun. And uh, once we – we got some things in the works. You have to come down to the studio. and love to. And we'll do – we'll have time to do a deep dive, like three-hour-long haul episode. <laughs> and we'll – I was thinking we should have had Scott from HHA join us. Yeah, where tonight. is he? Oh, I, we tried I've calling him, from him today. We haven't heard from him. Is he here? He's he, here. He was here. Yeah. He is here. He's here somewhere. Text him. Really? I, oh, I called I him twice today, and he didn't answer. Well, that's normal. Yeah. Watch. <laughs> well, I'll text him point. right now. If he good texts point, me back, then he hates you guys. Oh, shit. <laughs> Actually, call him. Call I'll or bluff. Him. He's tough. What time is it? I don't know if we should call him right now. He goes to bed early, but he's an early riser. Yeah. You I know, just text them. Getting, getting the invite to the shed, that's a big deal. Normally, okay. when, a, when a person goes in there and sees it, then he it's threatens a their life in the corner. Yeah. Yeah. He's got one of those things from yeah. Men in Black. Men in Black gun. That's right. That's you ever right. talk about Lose your memory. Signs right. non-disclosure statement. That's right. I <laughs> okay. said there will be a laser on your car as you exit. Do not even think about sharing this information. <laughs> I like, well, I, I'm honored. We have to be I'm you, nervous. You, you would be the first. Really? Yeah. That's fact. Oh, dang. Damn, are we, we're the first. We're not worthy. We're going to be the first podcast to infiltrate. Right. What, do you, what do you call it? Uh, we just call it The Shed. The Shed. Yep. But right. it's, I like uh, this. But it's a beautiful place. I'm yeah. excited, A lot man. of stories on the wall. Well, I'm excited for some follow-up episodes, man. Absolutely. This is fun. <laughs> This was the trade show teaser podcast. Imagine what, like a full blast. Well, we got to video that one, of course. Even oh, though we're yeah. doing this one, but we got to do that one. Okay. It's like a metal detector before you go in the shed. And like, <laughs> yeah. no cameras, please. He takes your cell phone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, takes your phone. Honestly, we got our lockdown pretty good. It's hard to get any service in there, really. <laughs> yeah. Really? Yeah. Well, we shut I mean, the Wi-Fi off. You'd be good. Yeah. There you go. 
Yeah, you would be down. good. If we shut the Wi-Fi off, you would be good. We all got to put our phones in a jar. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> in case. Yeah. He puts it in his gun safe so we can't He just, he can't just microwaves our phones. <laughs> <laughs> there is a microwave in there, too. Son of a bitch. He got us. He's got me. He's got my secrets already nailed. Well, you guys want to close out with anything? You know, it's an honor, guys. It was fun. You know, we've talked about this now for six, seven weeks, whatever it was, yeah. and didn't make it happen in Iowa and got them to do it here, so... We'll do plenty you know, more if, now. Uh, if anyone wants to see these pictures of these deer, where can they find you guys at? You know, Drury Outdoors Deercast, um, you know, the journal there. You can see us, uh, follow us all, all season long. All the episodes that we filmed this past year, which would have been the fall of 2020, where we'll start airing uh, first episode will be the first week of July uh, on the Outdoor Channel called Matthew's Bow Madness. Mm-hmm. Uh, Casey's got a couple on that show. I've got a couple. The two thirty, uh, the two thirty-three will be on that as well. Um, we got some out west stuff that's going to be shown. Awesome, uh, awesome. Trip out uh, to Colorado and New Mexico, uh, chasing uh, elk um, out there. Some pretty epic footage. Some pretty amazing ranches we were lucky enough to go on. Um, but uh, you can follow us along there all year long, and uh, obviously Instagram as well. Uh, Greg Lessinger underscore Jury Outdoors. Um, pick us up there as well. Uh, but that about covers it. Did I miss yeah. anything, Casey? No, I would throw in that on the DeerCast app, if you uh, are a member or subscribe to it, you can go to the DeerCast now, and you can get view the meat of those hunts, meaning mm-hmm. like every time Greg or I kills a deer or any of the team members kill a deer, you can watch it live almost. I mean, we've within we try to, 72 hours. Yeah, we try to get them up as fast as possible. And it's basically awesome. the meat of the hunt, which is, in our opinion, it's almost some of the best stuff. It is the best. Yeah. You know, which is a, a short clip with the kill shot, and you can watch it right on there about as fast and as And you can happens. go back and watch all the other, like, jury production stuff from, That's like, right. previous That's right. seasons there. Yeah. The entire library is yeah. on Deer, DeerCast, yep. I believe, right? It is. Yeah. As long as you have the pro or the elite yeah. version. You have access to that. I mean, what's what's the elite version? It's I think it's nineteen ninety nine, and then the pro is nine ninety nine, and then they have a free version. Yeah, um, it's twenty bucks. Twenty yes. bucks. <laughs> yeah, so you might as well go twenty bucks and get. We, everything we have that a code for Deercast, but I can't right now. I don't have it in front of me. I'll, I'll put it in the intro and in the description, so you can go in there and save some money. There's a code on there. I think it's still active. I'll, mm-hmm. If not, I'll talk to Mark. I'll tell you that Deercast track. Is worth that's the, dude. That's that, the shit. Th- that's worth the twenty bucks alone. It is. Oh yeah. 100%. Forget about anything else. That's the shit. Deer it's the real deal. Awesome. It's incredible. It is. Yeah. Highly and recommended. For you that don't know, Casey had the number one booner dog in the country for a while for deer tracking. You no see. kidding. Yeah. I had yeah. my own little deer tracking business. Um, oh shit. Yeah. For a while, and I just recently purchased another dog that we're getting going. So, Frankie. Yep. So, so you're going to see Frankie upcoming ooh. soon. Mm. No kidding. They just legalized that in Iowa. Yes, they did. Yes, yep. yeah. they well, did. We got, that's a whole other podcast in itself yeah. right there, man. So so Booner, his previous dog, was a bloodhound, and he tracked how many? Well, it's you know I've got it broken down to the years. Last year we did 89 tracks, found wow, 72 geez. deer out of 89. Wow. Was it awesome, awesome experience. That's how Greg and I met, actually. So okay. I wasn't tracking a deer of his. We've met. I was doing a seminar, mm-hmm. uh, and we met that That's way. a great story. Derek, actually, my son, who was probably 12 at the time. I'm guessing, you know. He was like, hey, we're, we're at the Deer Fest. Mm-hmm. Um, and and uh, Wisconsin. 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 Yeah. West Bend. Yeah, West, West Bend. Bend. Yeah. And we were killing time to, I don't know what we are going to do. And he said, hey, I want to go see this uh, deer track 
uh, this dog thing. And I'm like, whatever. Let's go. Let's go. You mm-hmm. know, it was more about the dog than it was anything. And right. he was little. I'm like, whatever he wants to do, let's go. Yeah. So we went. And he was giving the seminar. No kidding. And that's how we met. So yep. we started talking after the seminar. One thing led to another. And a year later, here we are. Yep. That's, that's awesome. So awesome. one bit for awesome. Derek taking us to the to the seminar. I'm not so sure Casey and I ever crossed paths. That's awesome. Hmm. It's all because of the damn dog. <laughs> damn <laughs> dog. Yeah, Man, and that's What's crazy is the evolution of technology, which is now, like, people still call me, and I kind of got out of the deer tracking thing because I've been busy with all the, you know, very outdoors and all that stuff. But mm-hmm. you, when you talk to someone now, they call me, in, and I'll talk to them about how to treat a track and all this stuff and just discuss the hit with them and try to give them my two cents. And they're like, well, I got this deer cast track. Where did, I'm like, well, great, perfect. You have the app. Show me where you hit the deer. Show me the angle you're at. Show me where, you know, so I can use that to myself, you know, and, and look at it. And it's just Stuff streamlining as fast as oh, you can yeah. imagine. So that's I, awesome. I, have you guys ever been behind a deer tracking dog? No, never, never ever. Never. If you ever have the opportunity, do not miss it. It yeah. is unbelievable to watch the talent that these dogs do. It is crazy. No kidding. It's yeah. so impressive. I've heard stories about. I mean, I've heard you guys. I'm sure you guys heard of that tracker, John. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. He's we on know deer cast yeah. all over. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. And we know we've John heard well. stories about him how them dogs can smell Anything. droplets of blood that you can't <laughs> even see with the naked eye. Oh yeah, it's, it's insane. It's crazy. Yeah, that's a whole other podcast, man. We'll have to do one and dive deep dive on that because I I want to learn a bunch about that. He uh, well, how how many was it over the period of time? You had the number one dog in the country for a while, yeah, right? For a while, for the for the per the you know. United Blood Trackers testing process and all that. Yes, I mean, put it this way: to not to discredit what we did because we had, that was a great dog and it led to a lot of opportunities for me. But Tracker John, who you just brought up, yeah. is someone that I use. Like that's who I ask as far as training, tracking, yeah, and learning how. So, you know, everyone gets their information somewhere, but, right? Of so course, you know, yeah. that, that that guy really is he, he, got he, it on another level. Yeah, right. he's very okay. iconic in this space. Yeah, yeah iconic's yep. a good term. Everybody knows. Of he Tracker is. John. Yes. Because he he's a... He's a one of one. Yeah, that's what it seems like. I've never met him, but our buddy Jack Ficara at Five Seasons uh, Lodge, they use him all the time. Yeah. You know how he how we talk about deer hunting 365? That's what he does, 365. That's crazy. That's it. That's it. That's all he does. That's does he badass. just track deer with them dogs, or does he have like other kind of hunting dogs? No. No, that's, that's his it. life. Right? That's, really? that's it. Really? That's all he does, 12 mm-hmm. months out of the year. So what's he doing in the off season? Training them and training them, keeping That's up. All with he does, really? no kidding. That's it. Yeah, he's got a very in depth program. It's yes. phenomenal. But once again, he's passion passionate. leads he's to passionate. success. That's yeah. right. And the hard work does not. You can't. You can't take the elevator on hard work. You have to take the stairs. Yeah. There's no way around it. Kick ass. Well, I'm excited, man. We got a lot of podcasts to get done. I think in the future, <laughs> hey. I'm like we thinking might, of all we these might different. We to stay at the shed for like two weeks to do <laughs> yeah. podcast. There you yeah. go. I keep coming up with with show ideas as we move along. Well, cool. I, I appreciate it, fellas. It was fun. Yes, thanks. For I'm excited us. for more. Absolutely, it, man. It, it was we'll, always. A good we'll time. hit the record button. All the cameras will be off. Like, hey, just so you know, we're never fucking coming back. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Doug fell asleep. <laughs> <laughs> he calls Mark right as he gets out the door. Hey, you know that guy with the mustache? He sucks. Yeah, <laughs> fire him. Cut cut him off. Yeah. And for the record, if nobody's ever met Doug. He looks like Travis Mastrata. That's funny Period. you say that, man. Period. That's the, fir- the first guy that ever told me that. And ever oh. since someone you said that, people just, they see it now. Everyone says Earnhardt. 100%. Everyone so, says Earnhardt. Really? Yeah. Oh, it's Travis. He's all Travis. Everything. The smile, the eyes, all of it. 
Oh, stop. Hundred percent. Look, he's blushing. Now he's awake because you're talking about it. Hundred percent. Travis. He's probably not as crazy. No. No. Hell no. 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 Definitely don't got much steel in me either. Not a lot yeah, of talent. That's true. <laughs> not a lot of talent, but he looks good. That guy cannot go through a metal detector. <laughs> no. No. Sure. no. <laughs> Have you seen him walk? Yeah, I feel bad for the guy. Oh, oh. well, do I though? Oh, I don't know if I do. My. He kind of he he had that coming. Well, anyway, appreciate it, fellas. Thank, Thank you, guys. You. Pleasure. Yep. There Very, it is. Very good meeting you guys. Yeah, Likewise. You guys too. Thank you. All right, you know what to do. Go shoot your bow. We love you. just full-blown redneck on these fish. This is like high-tech cane pole fishing right here. From the white sandy beaches to the crystal blue waters, enjoy the best fishing Panama City Beach has to offer during Chase in the Sun, Sundays at 9.30 a.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.